Welcome to the Bible Truth Podcast with Ron and Tim Reynolds, pastors and Bible teachers. Pastor Ron and Pastor Tim combined for more than 70 years of teaching and preaching God's Word. Listen now as they share the eternal truths of the Bible. All right, in this session, we're looking at uh, Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 17. The Bible says, Let not thine heart envy sinners. Now, I want to remind you that it seems that Solomon, King Solomon, is writing these words to his son Rehoboam. And uh, evidently, he was afraid that Rehoboam would run with the wrong company. He was afraid that Rehoboam would uh, uh, become a drunkard. Uh, So he's warning about all these things, which is good advice. But we again again have to be reminded, these are not Solomon's ideas. These are uh, ideas that the Holy Spirit is giving to Solomon to pin down. Though it may be personal to Solomon, uh, and to his son, it is in general, uh, Proverbs, the book of Proverbs is, uh, advice and counsel to all of us, anyone that would read the book of Proverbs. So he says, let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. Now, it's easy uh, for a person to envy sinners because many times sinners uh, seem to be blessed. Uh, they may be doing a lot better than you are. Here you are, a Christian, and there's a sinner next door that is an open sinner that doesn't claim to, um, you know, do good things or uh, doesn't go to church, doesn't pray, uh, may even be an atheist. And they are actually doing better financially than you are. Well, it's, it's uh, tempting to envy them, but it's not wise. Uh, the Bible says, let not thine heart envy sinners. Uh, Once you get that envy in your heart, uh, the Bible says it's like rottenness to your bones. It will, uh, it'll cause you to, uh, uh, to do things uh, you should not do. But be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. Uh, The point here is that we should fear the Lord constantly. We should fear the Lord's authority over us. Remember, He is the one that created us. We did not create ourselves. And we should have a a fear of God. I mean really a fear of God. I know today that's kind of uh, uh, tempered down, you know, to say, well, just have a reverence for God. Uh, that's, That's not enough. There needs to be a real fear of the Lord, knowing that He could take our life, anytime he wanted to, uh, and uh, we should respect that, and we should respect his authority, and we should fear him. And he says, I want you to do this all the day long, not just once in a while, but it needs to be a constant thing that, that you do. Verse 18, for surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Uh, the idea here is that if you will fear the Lord, um, then you are going to be blessed. But if you will not fear the Lord, uh, someone that uh, is a, a person that 
doesn't maybe even believe in God, but they believe in him, but they don't fear him. Well, their their expectation, their life will be cut off. They will perish, but those that fear the Lord and live in his fear uh, on a daily uh, daily basis, God will reward that in this life and in the life to come. Verse 19, Hear thou, my son, and be wise and guide thine heart in the way. Uh, He is uh, saying here that uh, not only is he to be wise, but he is to let God guide his life. Uh, He says, in the way, guide thine heart. And of course, our life consists out of uh, what we believe in our heart uh, and what uh, what we do in actions really comes from the heart first. And uh, so he wants his son to know that. Then he warns him against uh, getting involved in drinking alcoholic beverages. He says, be not among wine bibbers. Uh, A wine bibber is uh, someone that uh, uh, is a, a person that just stays drunk most of the time. They they imbibe, as the saying goes, constantly. Uh, every day, and we call them winos many times, but he says, be not among wine bibbers, among riotous eaters of flesh. And that would be a person that uh, just is a glutton. Um, here's a person that's a glutton for uh, for drink, for intoxicating drinks, but also a glutton for food. Uh, neither one's a good idea. And not only not a good idea, it's it's really harmful to your body, and it shows you have no self-control. Uh, he, uh, he is basically saying to his son, Solomon is, uh, again, don't run around with their own company. Don't hang out with those people that just want to party all the time, and they want to drink all the time, and get drunk, and they want to just satisfy the flesh. Don't uh, Don't be one of them. Then he goes on to talk about this drunkard. He says the drunkard and the glutton, and that's what they are, the wine bibber and the riotous eater of flesh, shall come to poverty. Well, sure they will. They'll make bad decisions in life. Uh, they will spend all their money on uh, alcoholic beverages and, and on food. And um, then he says, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. It's interesting here that he uh, he uh, mentions the drunkard, the glutton, and the lazy person all as uh, habits we should not have. Uh, he puts being lazy right in there with getting drunk. Uh, and, uh, and again, I know there are some people that because they're physically disabled, they can't do things. Not talking about that. It's talking about someone that willingly... Um, could get up and work and be productive uh, to society, but will not do it. And he puts them in the same company as drunkards and and gluttons. Uh, Verse 22, hearken unto thy father, listen to your father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. Now that's really hard to believe that some children would do that, but they do. Um, some children abuse their old elderly parents. Uh, 
Uh, in the Bible, when it says honor your father and mother, that's not until you become an adult. Now, uh, it's different than obedience. You are to obey your mother and father while they are raising you and you're under their roof. But uh, you're to always honor your father and mother. Uh, the Bible says if you do that, your days will be long upon the earth. You'll have a, a long life. But uh, it's he. He is uh, Solomon is saying to his son Rehoboam, "Don't, don't now, don't despise your mother uh, when she's old," and uh, that's good advice. Verse twenty-three: Buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Uh, what he is saying here to his son and saying to us as well, what the Lord is saying to us is that truth and wisdom are much more important than buying a new car or buying um, a house or whatever. Now, we've got to have necessities of life. That's true. But what are your real values? Do you value material things more than you do uh, family things and the things uh, of, of God? Well, if you do that, then you're making a big mistake. Uh, he says, buy the truth, purchase the truth. Make sure you get the truth. Because it's the truth, remember, that Jesus said would set you free. And uh, so you need to live by the truth uh, and then don't give it up. Sell it not. Once you have learned the truth, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. So Jesus is truth personified. Uh, sell it not. Uh, also wisdom, instruction, understanding. These are things that you need to uh, obtain and never let them go. Then verse 24, the father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice. And boy, that is so true. Um, I know in heaven, our own children, I'm not talking about our children being self-righteous and, uh, they're, they're just like every other child. Of course, they're all adults now, but, uh, uh boy, it sure eases your heart when you know that your your children are living right, doing right, and uh, and it makes you rejoice. Uh, it it can make you uh, very sad, and uh, it, it can cause you to weep when your children are not living right. Uh, I've not had to deal with that. Hope I never have to. Uh, but uh, people do many times, and many good godly people, their children just go wrong. And it causes a lot of sorrow rather than rejoicing. And he that begetteth a wise child or has a wise child shall have joy of him. He'll be a blessing to you. If you've got a child that uh, is not a fool, you know, if you have a child that's a fool, that brings sorrow. But if you have a child that is wise, that will bring rejoicing. Thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and she that bear thee shall rejoice. Uh, in other words, uh, parents that have wise children uh, will be thankful to God. They've got wise children. It will bring joy to their hearts. And uh, therefore, children, regardless of what age you are, uh, should be a blessing to their parents. Verse 26. Now, here Solomon seems to get very intimate with his son, and he says, My son, give me thine heart. And let thine eyes observe my ways. Now, what does he mean here when he says, give me thine heart? 
And, and again, I want to remind you, this is the Lord speaking to us. We need to give him our heart. Our Heavenly Father needs uh, to uh, have our heart. What it means, I think, is to trust and obey me. Trust me and obey me. Trust me and, and, and do these things I'm telling you to do. Just trust me that I'm right and and live right and do right and stay away from the wrong company and these type of things. My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. Uh, here, basically, Solomon is saying, uh, do as I do. Uh, see how I live. You need to live the same way. Now, here's the sad part is Solomon in his old age uh, did not live right. So it must have been a great disappointment to Rehoboam uh, when he saw his father uh, turn from all these things that he taught him and not practice them in his own life. Hard to believe, but when you read the Bible, that's exactly what happened to Solomon. But uh, this is good advice here. When we give our hearts to the Lord, uh, to the Heavenly Father, and do it on a day-by-day basis, we'll avoid a lot of trouble in this life and God will reward us in the life to come. Now he is warning his son uh, about uh, a prostitute. He says, For a whore is a deep ditch, and a strange woman is a narrow pit. Now he is uh, given an analogy here between a, a whore being a woman that... Uh, that uh, has sex for money, and he says she is a deep ditch. When I think of a deep ditch, I think about, uh, uh, you know, the old cars years ago when they had dirt roads and when the rains would come and and, uh, really give the roads, make them real bad, uh, they would get ruts, real deep ruts, and sometimes they'd get one of their old cars in those ruts, couldn't get it out. Uh, and probably, without a doubt, uh, you if you're an adult, you have been stuck yourself before. And that's the point here, is that when you start, uh, start uh, dealing with uh, prostitutes, uh, it's a hard rut to get out of. Uh, once you get in, involved with a whore, uh, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to not keep doing it over and over again. I'm not saying that by <laughs> by personal experience. I'm saying it by the Word of God. That's the point here, is that it's a deep ditch. So don't fall off into that ditch. Uh, you'll have a real hard time getting out. And a strange woman is a narrow pit. Uh, the strange woman here seems to be a little different than the uh, than the uh, whore, the prostitute, seems to be a woman that is just a woman that has loose morals. Uh, this is a woman that uh, doesn't uh, have sex for money. Uh, she just has sex because she wants to uh, satisfy her own desires, or she possibly uh, wants to steal uh, a man away from his wife. Uh, and so it, it says she's like a narrow pit. You fall down into a narrow pit. Again, it's very hard to get out of a narrow pit, a hole in the ground, and that's compared to a strange woman, some strange meaning someone other than your wife. Now, again, the tables could be turned. We could be talking about a strange man <clears throat> and a 
<coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> we could be talking about a strange man and uh, uh, warning a woman not not to mess with them. Excuse me for just a moment. <clears throat> So uh, need to avoid uh, the uh, the prostitute and the woman that is uh, seducing you if you're a man and uh, vice versa if you're a woman. Verse uh, 28, she also lieth in wait as for a prey. Now again, these principles are the same for a man or a woman, but Solomon seems to be speaking to his own son here, and he's saying that she also lieth in wait for a prey. She's a, a predator. Um, a prostitute or a woman that is just uh, a, uh, a loose moral woman, uh, immoral woman. Uh, she's like a predator that waits to ambush you or cause you to fall. And uh, so he's saying to his son, and, and uh, the Lord is saying to all men in general, that you should avoid such uh, women. Uh, don't, uh, don't have anything to do with them especially if you're a married man. But regardless, if you are a man, <clears throat> excuse me, you need to be careful about who you associate with. And then he deals with this matter of uh, alcoholic drinks once again. Uh, it seems like his main thing here is to warn his son about wicked women and about uh, alcoholic drink, how that... Uh, they will drag him down. And he says, Who hath woe, who hath sorrow, verse 29, uh, who hath contentions, who hath babbling, who hath wounds without cause, who hath redness of eyes. Uh, the warning here is uh, is being portrayed by a question, first of all, who has all these things? Uh, who Who is it that uh, babbles? Well, it's a drunk that babbles. Who is it that has red eyes? Well, it's someone that's been out all night drinking. Um, who is it that has wounds without cause? Uh, they uh, The next day when they get up, they've got bruises all over them, and they can't even remember what happened the night before. Well, that's, that's a drunk. And then he says, then he gives the answer in verse 30, they that tarry long, notice it says they tarry long time. They they drink, uh, and they just don't drink and, and leave. They they tarry for a long time at the wine, uh, they that go to seek mixed wine. Uh, and so it's, it's talking about how that the, the wine or the mixed wine being uh, alcoholic drinks that are uh, possibly uh, uh, liquors, liquor of some kind that's mixed with wine, uh, these are things that will cause you uh, to to have all those things mentioned in verse 29 happen to you. Redness of eyes, sorrow, woe. Again, it's a warning against uh, anything that would dull your brain where you would not make good decisions. You see, Solomon is expecting Rehoboam to succeed him as king, and he doesn't want him to give himself over to these ungodly habits. He wants him to be above that so he can be a good king and make good decisions for the people that he rules over. Uh, verse 31, 
Uh, he states on this subject of alcoholic drink, he says, Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth the color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. Uh, this seems to be uh, a warning about drinking uh, wine uh, when it is in the fermentation stage and it's moving. It seems to have a life of its own, so to speak. Uh, some other commentators mean to think, uh, uh, says it means that uh, when the wine is bubbling, uh, regardless, uh, the implication here is that it's, it's fermentation, and which means that it's, uh, it's yeast that is moving in the, uh, the juice, causing the, uh, the liquor or the wine, whatever, to be, uh, to be intoxicating. Verse 32, at the last it, speaking of the wine the, that's, that's got alcohol in it, biteth like a serpent, like a, like a snake. It'll bite you and stingeth like an adder. Uh, we think of a scorpion. Uh, an adder was something like that that could sting you and maybe even cause death. And, uh, <clears throat> and we know that alcohol many times does cause death. It causes premature death in men and women that uh, drink to where it affects their stomach, and uh, it, it, it will cause premature death, or they get in an automobile and they're drunk and they go down the highway and they hit a car and they die. I mean, there's so many things that can happen to someone that is uh, affected with uh, alcohol uh, in their system. Verse 33. Now, here's one of the things that happens when you get drunk. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. It seems like when a person gets drunk, uh, all uh, inhibitions are, are gone. They, uh, they don't think right. They don't speak right. They don't hear right. And... Uh, why? Because it's the booze that's speaking instead of uh, themselves. They are controlled by something that is controlling their minds. And uh, so uh, one of the things is you're going to see strange women. You're gonna, it will enhance your desire uh, to have sexual relations. So that's what it's saying. And, <clears throat> excuse me, not only that, but your heart. Uh, notice it doesn't say your lips. It says your heart uh, utter perverse things. The point is that what you say always comes out of the heart. Uh, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And uh, so when one is drunk, you know, whatever's in their heart, whether it be uh, silly or, and usually it is, uh, whether it be profane or whatever, they're going to say. They're going to say the words. And uh, so uh, it's just depicting here, a person that uh, is intoxicated. And then verse 34, Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of a mast. Now the analogy here is a drunk person is like someone that's out in the ocean uh, that is laying down uh, on, the, on the boat. Um, it says uh, on the top of the mast. And... Uh, so he says, let's read it again, verse 34, Yea, thou shalt be as, in other words, it's, it's a comparison here, 
as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth down the top of the mast. Uh, verse 35, they have stricken me, shalt thou say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. So just like someone laying out on a boat that uh, is all beat up, uh, or they, uh, they have, uh, they're, they're sick at their stomach, um, that's depicting a person that's uh, intoxicated or maybe the next day after they have uh, gone out on a drunk. Uh, it's, it's compared here to a person that's stricken. Notice he says, they have stricken me, shalt thou say, and I was not sick. In other words, I don't know why they, they hit me. Uh, they have beaten me and I felt it not. Many times a drunk uh, will survive, as a matter of fact, uh, because they're so relaxed, because they're drunk, that they'll survive a beating when a normal person probably would not survive. But the sad thing is, uh, the Bible says here, when shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. The drunk doesn't learn. Uh, they, instead of uh, realizing they've been beat up and that they're sick and, you know, and they hold their head and say, oh boy, this, this headache, I'll never, never drink another drop. Well, uh, they do. The next day they're, they're drinking again. And uh, until they have their heart changed, uh, they'll continue that kind of behavior. And again, it'll lead to a premature death um, or a lot of problems in life for sure. Or it may lead to someone else's death. So there's just no, um, no good thing that uh, can come out of that. Uh, a person that uh, lives to party and lives to uh, drink and get drunk uh, is a person that is a fool. Uh, they'll never accumulate anything in life, that's for sure, anything that is, is uh, of, of value, especially something that is of spiritual value. All right, that's the end of uh, chapter 23. We'll look at chapter 24 in our next session. You've been listening to the Bible Truth Podcast with your host pastors, Tim and Ron Reynolds. They can be contacted on the Mount Vernon Baptist Temple Facebook page, or you may send Pastor Tim an email to T-I-M-R-E-Y-1 at hotmail.com. Or if you prefer, mail correspondence to Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Again, that's Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Thank you for listening.